Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, July the 2nd, as we creep towards July 4th and creep towards actual baseball being played on our television screen. Spring training 2.0. Technically, workouts begin tomorrow. Players have started reporting yesterday. We got some pictures. Reese Hoskins. Looking awesome with a mustache and some quarantine hair. I was digging it. Bryce Harper making a statement wearing a JT Romito jersey yesterday during a, a toss. Uh, wouldn't you know? I mean, Bryce is telling him what he wants him to do. I think that's pretty clear. And you don't want to disappoint Bryce, right? Um, look, it's uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. I know there's still a lot of hurdles to clear and a long way to go and all that type of stuff, but just seeing pictures of, of Phillies baseball players out there tossing a baseball around, and um, it's exciting. It's really exciting. I'm, I'm ready for baseball. I, uh, with as long as we've gone without it, when we expected it, with as long as we've gone without sports, the next 20-plus days can't go quick enough. It is just time. The next three weeks, done. Let's go. Give it to me. I need it. Um, so tomorrow we're going to do a 30-man roster prediction. The season, um, we'll start with a 30-man roster. Obviously, there's a, now a 60-man roster. The Phillies, I believe, are at 54. They added Anthony Swarzak to the 54-man roster. Who does have a shot to make the roster. We'll talk about that tomorrow when we get to our 30-man. But it will get cut down to 30, and the other 30 will be part of a taxi squad, um, which they can add to, but a player does have to pass through waivers. Um, if they let him go uh, off the practice squad, so you have to obviously can lose that player. But they still have a few spots to add to that. But ultimately, they will have to pick 30 guys and then whittle it down to 28 two weeks in the season and then 26 for the remainder of the season. The rest of the guys will go back to that 60-man practice squad, um, taxi squad, whatever you want to call it, that will be there all season long. Um, so tomorrow we'll dive into a 30-man roster prediction. See what we think uh, uh, of who is going to actually make that 30-man opening day roster based on what we know so far of who's going to be there. Um, That should be a fun discussion. And obviously next week we can start to get into what the lineup's going to look like and and some of the position battles. We talked a little bit yesterday, talked about the storylines, a few of the things that will come up. The, you know, uh, number five starter, you know, who's going to win that job? Uh, I, I said I think it's Pavetta, but... Man, I, I don't feel confident about that. And ultimately, what what Spencer Howard's role going to be? There's so, there's so many fun things to discuss with this Phillies team. So many storylines heading into the season that um I'm just pumped to get into. So it's going to be a lot of fun today. I thought it would be fun. Uh, I saw a good article on ESPN.com to just kind of get 
prepared for this season. Uh, Dave Schoenfeld and Jesse Rogers uh, did an article called Everything You Need to Know as Major League Baseball's 2020 Season Restart Begins. Um, And I thought it would be fun to go through the article and kind of talk a little bit about the lay of the land for the league. On multiple levels, and then tomorrow again, thirty-man roster prediction. Tomorrow we'll get back into the Phillies, and uh, and again continue to, to dive into a lot of the uh, questions heading into the season. All right, let, let's let's look at this article here and look at um what we need to know for the twenty twenty season. Um, the article starts, uh, you know, a little a little open. Uh, it's here we finally made it type of thing. But here's what you need to know: it starts with trying to play through a pandemic, and obviously, I think. Um, you know, that's going to be the biggest question mark surrounding this entire season, as we know, heading into it through spring training 2.0 through the season. Um, you know, will we get positive tests? Yes. Uh, how many, how, effe- how affecting will it be? Will it be something that, that can sweep through a particular clubhouse? It's, it's really going to be, um, obviously hanging over the entire season and, and with good reason, we all know the situation. So, um, all right, first uh, thing uh, the, the guys mentioned is what does a typical day at Spring Train 2.0 look like? The article reads, The actual workouts won't look that different from a February or March day in Arizona or Florida, except that there will only be a one diamond for use. That means some staggered practices, whether that's pitchers throwing bullpens followed by batting practice or vice versa. Pitchers eventually will throw in their own two hitters, to their own hitters as the latter group tries to find their timing without playing a lot of exhibition games. That's going to be an issue. Uh, I think that pitchers are going to be ahead of hitters early on. It's going to be tougher for hitters to find their timing with less time. In my opinion, I know pitchers have to ramp their arms back up. So, um, but I think they're going to go just a little bit shorter into games because of that early on and and the bullpen guys, it'll still be um, lower scoring games. I think early on, if I, if I had to guess and, for just how this relates to the Phillies, um, of course, um, the Phillies have talked about how they're going to use FDR Park, you know, across the street, more or less from the Novacare Center in that area there as extra fields for practice. I'm sure the main players will be at Citizens Bank Park. Phillies have essentially three mounds that could be worked off. They have the two bullpen mounds if they don't want to put more than one on a mound at a time, which I'm assuming they will not be doing only one pitcher per pen. So three mounds that they can use at Citizens Bank Park. But they might have a mound under the stadium as well. I'm not 100% sure, but that wouldn't shock me. Um, all right, the article goes on uh, to talk about testing and the importance of that with, you know, obviously trying to play through a pandemic like we just talked about and um, answer some important questions. Uh, how often will players be tested? Every other day unless their temp- temperature exceeds 100.4 degrees. Then they'll be tested no matter the day and sent home. They also will be required to take their own temperatures before coming to the ballpark. Anyone with a fever will be told to stay away, so that's pretty standard practice for going a lot of places. Now, I know that we do that where I work and and all that, where you you take your temperature before coming in. Um, How many players are sitting out so far, and do we expect more in the days to come? Obviously, we talked a little bit about this the other day with uh, Ian Desmond and Ryan Zimmerman. Mike Leak also announced he's not going to play. Joe Ross of the Nationals, um, and Ian Desmond, uh, uh, you know, as I, I mentioned yesterday, a very powerful message uh, when talking about opting out of the season that everyone should go check out. Um, he mentions those four guys uh, in the article, um, saying they each have their own reason with a, uh, a family member who is high risk or a pregnant wife. 
Uh, rumors persist that there will be more players who opt out. Stay tuned. So we have not heard of any more high-profile players yet, but um, we will obviously keep our ear out for that. Uh, Matt Klintak said when he spoke the other day that he, as far as he knew, did not expect any Phillies players to opt out. So that's good to know, and obviously you hope that um, that is the case. Next uh, thing they talk about are all 30 teams at their Major League Baseball stadium or are there exceptions? Um, interesting. He says, with the recent COVID outbreaks in Florida and Arizona, it made the decision to hold summer camp at home cities that much easier. That's obviously true. And um, I think the one question is still about the Toronto Blue Jays and can they play in Canada? That's still being worked out. Um, I, I think ultimately they, they probably will be able to, but it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, how will fans? Uh, how will teams address fans gathering outside the ballpark? It's an interesting question. I hadn't really thought about it. If people are going to go down to kind of tailgate and and try and watch for players or whatever, um, the guys say they'll discourage it. In some cities, it'll be easy, and others not so much. Players won't come near their fans. The hopes that there'll be no point in congregating after a while, but it's a concern. I hadn't thought about it, but that is an interesting. Thing to bring up, it is a concern. I uh, I would not, you know, personally go down to the same just wait, but I think there are people who might do that. So, um, it's interesting. Uh, next question: How will umpires get ready for the season ahead? And uh, it says a team of three umpires will embed themselves at each summer camp, working live bullpen sessions and interest squad games. It's interesting because I had not thought about umpires trying to get ready. You know, of course, obviously umpires get ready by by spring training games i hadn't even thought about it you know the umpires got to get in game shape of something that i've even crossed my mind but i'm happy they brought it up uh it says for the final couple days of training teams will play each other bringing together six umpires for the final prep before the regular season additionally three minor league umpires will embed with each taxi squad and be ready in case a regular umpire is sick or injured that makes a lot of sense um seems like they're preparing for that which um, is obviously a good thing. Um, now they're starting to talk about the on-the-field baseball impact. How will baseball be played differently this year? There's a lot of stuff we covered. They go through um, you know, some of the significant rule changes, the designated hitter coming to the National League, the, uh, each team getting a runner on second base to start extra innings. Um, you know, Not a fan of that one, as we've talked about at all. Uh, they say... Um, uh, they mentioned that the three batter minimum will still be in effect. We talked about that as it was uh, the rule was changed. The the idea that when a relief pitcher comes in, they will have to face at least three batters. I'm I'm a fan of the rule. Um, you know, it discourages pitching change after pitching change and all that. And also, um, I I think it'll move the game along. Um, and then they say uh, th- what I was just talking about: opening day rosters will feature 30 players from the uh, 60 man roster pool player pool. Um, that will be trimmed to 28 run on the 15th day of the season, then 26th to 29th. There will be no limitations on the number of pitchers, as previously required in a new rule change. Teams will be committed to carry. Uh, teams will be permitted to carry three players from their taxi squads on road trips, one of whom must be a catcher. That is very interesting as well. It makes a lot of sense in case something happens on the road. That makes a ton of sense. Trade deadlines August 31st. And September 15th is the postseason eligibility deadline. If someone's on your roster, then they cannot play in the playoffs. So all stuff we know, but, you know, obviously interesting nonetheless. And again, the 30 active man roster. Um, I'll make my take my best shot at predicting that tomorrow uh, on the show. Uh, moving on, um, talking about injured lists. 
the standard injured list will be 10 and 45 days, and there will be separate injured list for COVID-19 players who test positive um, or confirmed exposure and require self-isolation. However, this is interesting. Major League Baseball did announce that um, teams will not tell us who tested positive. It will just be a 10-day DL. It will be a separate DL internally, but we, the fans, will not know whether someone's going on the 10-day DL because of an injury or because of COVID, which is interesting. You know, and I, I get it. Look, I think from um, a... Um, you know, a, a, a personal privacy perspective, that makes a lot of sense that that might not be something that people want out there. Um, it's going to be interesting too, though, with people covering the team. And if someone does go on the, the 10 day injured list and there's no clear injury or nothing that happened that, that alluded to, it, it's going to raise questions. It's going to be, you know, very interesting stuff. And, and I'm sure they will be hypothesizing, which, you know, sucks too. You don't want people just hypothesizing who does or doesn't have it, but, um, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, but that is what Major League Baseball has decided to do. Um, they talk about the schedule, which we've talked about. The schedule will be regionally based with teams playing 40 games within the division and 20 interleague games against corresponding geographical div- uh, division. As for on-field strategies, this is interesting. Some things we might see. Due to the short summer camp training session, starters will likely pitch fewer innings in the first two or three times through rotation. That was something... We had talked about, and, and I think it's something you'll see. He said you could th- see things like tandem starters, two starters throwing three innings in the same game. Uh, you hear that, Nick Pavetta, Vince Velasquez? That could be you guys. Uh, and several teams have already announced they're going to go with a six-man rotation. Um, another thing they say, in general, with expanded rosters for the first month, expect to see more bullpen usage, which you know I, I would think the three-batter minimum does um, cut that a little bit. Um, the short season and the importance of every game means managers will rely more heavily on their best relievers as they won't have to worry as much about keeping them fresh for six months and then the playoffs look to see more four or five out saves from closers. I agree with that, but at the same time, remember what we talked about yesterday with Joe Girardi and how he is going to be careful about overworking guys and um, keeping an eye on that. So that, that does cut both ways. Um, back to the article, they say uh, the extra roster spots, at the start of the season means we could see more pinch-running defensive replacement types used as bench players, uh, Roman Quinn type of guy, you could say for sure. A class of player that has largely disappeared in the past couple decades, the extra-inning base runner rule particular uh, means having a speed player on the bench would be a value. I be- agree with that. I, you know, Roman Quinn on second base start extra innings was one of my first thoughts when I heard that that rule was going to be instituted. I think that makes a ton of sense to have someone you could put in at that spot. Um, obviously, you can't carry a dead roster spot just for that specific thing so you don't go to that many extra inning games. But, um, you know, obviously, I think Quinn, uh, preview for tomorrow, I, th- I think he probably makes a roster anyway. So um, I think that could be effective. Um, he says, the bunt may not be dead. Sacrifice bunts from non-pitchers are rare these days, and now pitchers won't be batting. But the extra inning base runner could lead to some sacrifice bunting. That is true. And, you know, move that runner over to third. That could be a strategy. We see a lot of teams play, especially in a, a close Uh, a lowest scoring game uh, in that type of situation. Um, Next thing they say, what are some of baseball's uh, injuries to watch? Uh, The big one is Aaron Judge's cracked rib, which we talked about last time. Uh, Wasn't diagnosed until early March. Um, He's reportedly started to hit off a tee, but um, I wouldn't be optimistic if I owned him in fantasy or whatever. I wouldn't be excited. I think that's a, uh, that's nerve wracking right there for Aaron Judge. 
Um, some other guys who should be okay, who, who would have missed time uh, if the season had not been pushed back. Looks like Justin Verlander, James Paxton, Cole Hamels, Rich Hill, Austin Adams, Yanis Suspettis, and Nick Senzel should all be good to go. Uh, Mitch Hanniger is going to miss the start of the season. Um, Chris Sale, Noah Syndergaard, guys like that are out for the season already. Uh, Luis, uh, Luis Severino. Um, and uh, some guys coming back. Shohei Otani uh, is going to be back and playing both ways. That's exciting. That's good for baseball. That dude is super fun to watch. He is a really good hitter with a lot of power, and he throws 98 or whatever. So um, yay to Shohei Otani being back uh, in baseball. Um, they talk about a few guys who are reserving suspensions, opting not to play. Uh, any prospects from the 60-man roster could actually make a difference uh, from the rosters. That's a, a good one. He said, uh, I would classify the prospects into two groups, players who are already close to the majors and would have been called up at some point in a normal season, and players further away who might get some time in the majors, especially with no minor league season. Aside from those rookies who have already appeared in the majors, the Gavin Luxes and A.J. Pucks, and Jesus Lazardos and Carter Keybooms and all that. Uh, here are some guys who they uh, mention as close to the majors. Uh, and they do say that Wander Franco is the top prospect in baseball, but uh, not as close to the majors. Uh, Luis Robert for the White Sox. He's going to start the season in the, the majors. He signed a, a major league deal already, a long-term deal. Um, he is a legit prospect. Um, Nate Pearson with the Blue Jays. We could see him if he does come up to the majors and um, is part of a, a rotation. Joe Adele with the Angels for a while. Christian Patchy is uh, the Braves' number 17 prospect in baseball, according to Kylie McDaniel, so that's not great. Uh, he's a, a great defensive player. Um, they have Sixto Sanchez on this list. Um, I, I think they're mis- making a mistake not having Spencer Howard on this list. Uh, you know, for all the reasons we've talked about, I think Spencer Howard has a chance to make a real difference this season, um, and maybe even more than uh, some of these are. Oh, they do have Spencer Howard lower on the list. I missed it. He is down there, um, and uh, you know the Phillies are going to need rotation help. Uh, I think, and um, I think that can make a big difference um, for them. Uh, any free agents still unsigned who can make teams that we've talked about this. I think Yasiel Puig, the, the by far the biggest name out there. Um, coming off a, a so-so season last year. Not good, but but playable and obviously has some pop. Uh, other than that, there's no one of note, really. Uh, Scooter Jeanette, they mentioned. Fernando Roddy, Tim Beckham, Lucas Duda. Not a lot of exciting names for that one. Um, any teams or players who may struggle or benefit from the delayed start of the short camp? Um some teams to watch here, they say, and, and actually it's funny because the first two they mention are, are um, things that I've said on this show before. The first one is they mention the Nationals and the fact that they don't have to, to play right away where coming off that you know deep October run with games, you know, seven games in the World Series and their pitchers with these high intensity, you know, high leverage innings and, and deep in October – I think it's a, a big advantage for the Nationals that the season's starting later. I really do, and it seems like these guys do too. Um, I think that's a big advantage. And the other one they mention is the uh, the Astros and, and kind of an advantage for them that, first of all, Verlander healthy enough to start the season and then um, maybe just a little less of uh, – a little less for them to deal with on the road, you know, so to speak. Less, uh, they won't have to deal with the fans. They won't have to deal with all that type of stuff. And uh, it makes it just a, a little bit less, um, you know, intense for them. Maybe a little bit easier uh, for them to 
you know, find their way and uh, and maybe not deal with as much animosity across the board. And maybe the, the players in the league aren't as mad at them. They just went through a labor battle together, all that type of stuff. Um, so that's uh, uh, going to be an interesting situation to watch. I certainly think the Astros will not get quite the brunt of hate in games as they would have if this had not all happened. Um, they do mention the Phillies, Bryce Harper. They want that if he could get off to one of his patented hot starts. We didn't see as much last year, but he has a career 10-25 OPS in March and April. So we would take that the eighth highest of all time. Um, so give me that. I'm in. Uh, they mentioned the Reds and White Sox as interesting teams this year. Two teams that had big off season, so to speak. Both uh, certainly the White Sox, a lot of young talent. They met, we mentioned Robert, uh, Eloy Jimenez. Yo Mankata. I mean, they got some young talent. Lucas Giolito on the pitching side of things. They're going to be fun to watch. And the Reds are an interestingly built team. It seems like people get really excited about the Reds and their chances. I'm not quite there, but but I can understand why people do. They, they, they're pretty deep lineup-wise. They've got some pitching. Um, they have a good coaching staff, it appears there. So uh, certainly a good pitching staff. Uh, pitching coach uh Padres a popular surprise pick they talk about I do like some of the the guys on the roster obviously I think Fernando Tatis Jr. has a chance to be a elite 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 major league baseball player uh Tommy Pham I like was a nice move by them Trent Grisham getting him out of Milwaukee he could never survive there after that playoff gaff I think they did uh they had a nice offseason um and I think they could be interesting as well they're young talented um and they also mention um which team which team might excel or struggle due to the nature of the season? Um, they say the Rays might excel. The Rays uh, led the majors in bullpen innings and ERA last year. So while they're probably ditching opener this year, they have a great trio of guys in Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, and Tyler Glass now, which is legit, and uh, a lot of high-powered arms to relieve them. So that's an interesting one and, and certainly could affect the Phillies depending on how many times they have to play the Rays. They mentioned the Yankees uh, ranked just ninth in bullpen ERA, but do have a top four that is pretty damn good with Aroldis Chapman, Zach Britton, Adam Adovino, and Tommy Conley. Um, so they're in good shape. The Dodgers, um, of course, are in good shape. They mentioned the depth of their starting rotation, how many starters they can roll out there. And um, obviously that lineup is just insane and super impressive. Um, they mentioned the Rangers as a potential good rotation with Corey Kluber there and um, Kyle Gibson joining Mike Meyer and Lance Lynn. We'll see. Um, the Nationals um, had a really bad bullpen last year. They signed Will Harris, but that could still be an issue for them, they mentioned. Um, and the Cubs losing Ham, uh, Cole Hamels, nervous about Kimbrel. And the Phillies adding Zach Wheeler gets mentioned as well, but also um, still the bullpen is a, a disaster, they say, or is a question mark. And, and Spencer Howard, uh, they say the depth is shaky and what should be a tough division. We know, fellas, we know. Um, so uh, good stuff there. Kind of just giving us a breakdown of, of what to expect this year. And again, like I've said, it's going to be different. Uh, it's going to be different for a lot of reasons. The fans, no fans in the sand, certainly be a little different. We know that. But I, I do think that it's not going to be that much more different because, you know, again, I've watched Marlins games. I've watched Tigers games. I've watched a lot of these teams that don't have fans in the stands at all. And, um, you know, it's uh, there's certainly more than none. So it'll still be weird. There, there'll be no one by no one play, which is weird and all that. Um, you know, usually at least have that, but, um, it, it's just more the game, the way the game's going to look, it's going to be so different without anyone touching each other and the no spitting and the, you know, uh, all the, the measures that are in place that are necessary and important, but are also going to certainly make the game look different. 
and the short season, the intensity from the jump, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fun. Look, I don't think it's going to be a quote unquote, like legitimate title whenever it's won. You know, I think, um, I think it's an accomplishment for sure to win it. I don't think it's a, a world series championship in that classic sense of it. Um, but ultimately, you know, I think it's going to be super fun. I think it's gonna be super fun to see the sprint of a season, to see what happens, to see how, um, variance and madness can reign and chaos can reign at times. Cause that's going to happen with a certain team and a certain situation. I think it's going to happen this year. So, uh, I think it could be really fun and unexpected, almost like the March madness of, of baseball seasons. I'm pumped. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, tomorrow. 30-man roster prediction. Who's going to make the Major League roster to start the season? That'll be a lot of fun. We'll dive through it. And then and, you know, next week we can start to build a lineup, start to talk about um, what it's going to look like. We'll get a schedule most likely next week and talk about what games when and who they're playing in the AL East and when and all that's going to be a blast. So uh, stick with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.